Hello and welcome to Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. Beat My Guest is a trivia podcast where each episode, one guest will take up residence in the torturous hot seat and attempt to prove that their Mensa membership was no fluke. The rules? Well, I tend to change from time to time in order to keep my guests on their toes. But for the current version of the game, the rules are about as simple as they can get. Only one question will be asked. Only one answer will be required. Get it right and you win all the glory. Get it wrong? You win all the shame. So welcome to a podcast that is guaranteed, much like our theme song, to be about 75% true. And join the millions of people who are playing along at home, hoping that they too can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest. So let's give a warm welcome to Chris Miller. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine, AJ. How are you this evening? I'm doing just dandy. I'm uh, happy to have you in the hot seat. Why don't you give uh, the folks out there a little friendly biographical blurb, the little thumbnail sketch, the elevator pitch uh, as to what is Chris? Well, I am a uh, nerd who lives in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and I am one of the few people, uh, if maybe possibly the only person, to have ever lost four times on Jeopardy. Four so, times. How did we do four that? Four times. Uh, it is it is very difficult. Um, I, my my season was the very first season. Uh, I played a couple of months before Ken Jennings was on there the first time. So it was the first season where you could actually, you know, you actually lost after you uh, you had to lose in order to go away. So I lost, and then they brought me back for the tournament of champions, and I lost in the in the quarterfinals, but had one of the four was one of the you know the four highest non winners came back for the semifinals and lost that match too. Uh, and then the next year uh, they did the ultimate tournament of champions 2005 uh, and got all the way to the, uh, all the way to the semifinals before being uh, uh, pasted by Brad Rutter. So I have that, uh, that experience behind me as well. So. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, you know, a, a trip to the hot seat here is probably not that frightening for you. <laughs> oh, oh no, don't, don't worry. I, I you know, <laughs> This is this is still you know scary AF, but uh, we'll, we'll 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 try to get through it together. So, absolutely, just uh, hold my hand and uh, I'll lead the way or something like that. Uh, <laughs> please welcome to the hot seat, Colby Burnett. No. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that would be a completely different game. Uh, Colby, you're welcome anytime. All right, uh, so uh, this is how it's going to work. As you know, this season only one question will be before you. It's the same question each and every episode, and that is, uh, which one of these four facts I'm about to read to you is not a fact at all, but is, in fact, a fiction? Uh, it's pretty darn simple of a question. Now, whether or not you're going to get it right or not, that might not be as simple. Uh, I'm going to read you the four facts. You can ask me any questions you want about said facts, uh, you know, and when you're comfortable. By the end of the episode, you will make your choice, and we will see if you're right or if you're wrong. It's very, very... Uh, <laughs> cutthroat if you will yes <laughs> i need a i need a the jonathan frake soundboard uh we made it up it's completely false no <laughs> yeah. not at all what were you thinking ah <laughs> uh, yes the old fact or fiction <laughs> <laughs> you decide no i don't decide you tell me uh all right but before we get started on that we have to figure out what questions you're going to get what you what your facts are going to be pulled from a set i have 12 
sets of four facts, each kind of based on a theme loosely. Uh, I'm going to ask you to give me three numbers between 1 and 12, and we will use that blind draw to narrow down your choices as to which uh, set you're going to use for this game. Uh, let me take uh, number three, number seven, and number 11. Three, seven, and 11. It's a good thing I shuffle these each time because I think you're a six-person in a hot seat and four of you pick three and seven. So <laughs> it's a good thing I juggle these a little. Yeah. 37 is my lucky number, so, you know, have to... Have there to you go. Well, in. you know, yeah. primes are, are lovely things. All right, so that was the blind thing. That's very unfair uh, to, to make you... <laughs> pick based on blind so now i'm going to read you the three topics that we have here in front of me okay all right they might, maybe they'll push you towards one maybe they'll steer you away from one uh maybe they'll have no impact whatsoever but you still have to pick one uh think it over talk through your reasoning because this is an audio podcast and let me know would you like to play a set entitled what is dead may never die or would you like to play ross and the mountain or would you like to play these are their stories uh, i think i will go with uh, these are their stories any particular reason um it may it may end up being a uh, a question about uh, law and order episodes uh, or it may be some sort of literature who knows uh, but either of those are decent topics for me, so we'll we'll go with that. Big fan of Law and Order and the and the genre um, of the I, universe. I uh, especially of a Criminal Intent, but yes, I have watched my fair share of uh, the Law and Order uh, cinematic <laughs> universe. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, let us see. What is in store for you here as we go into these are their stories again i'm going to read you the four facts after each one feel free to interrogate me a little bit uh use your law use your order whatever you need to do suss it out a little bit make sure that you're comfortable that you've uh, delved as deeply as you want to uh at the end of the episode you're going to pick one and tell me which one you think is a fiction and again for those of you listening for the first time and just to fill you in the thing that makes it a fiction is not going to be some nitpicky thing. If I say that something happened in the year 2001, I'm not going to go, ha ha, it's a fiction. It happened in 2002. That is not what we're going for here. We're going for some sort of fact that is completely uh, made up, fabricated, or in inverse of reality. And when you hear it, you'll go, yeah, that is absolutely not the truth at all when I explain what it is. However, there will be germs of truth in all the fictions as well. Very few of them will be created out of uh, whole cloth, although one or two might along the way. We'll see. Uh, are you ready to go? All right. Good luck, Chris. Here is fact number one. Jerry Orbach's first professional acting job seems quite ironic in retrospect, as he played a gang member named Mumser opposite Robert Loggia in a 1958 film called Cop Hater. However, after years of playing the wisecracking Lenny Briscoe, there wasn't a more beloved New Yorker among the rank and file of the NYPD. In an interview given shortly before his death in 2004, Orbach joked that he couldn't remember the last time he had to hail a taxi in the rain. All he had to do was walk outside his building and inevitably a squad car would come by. They'd say, where you going? I'd say, I don't want to get you guys in trouble. They'd say, get in the back. We'll pretend you're under arrest instant taxi 
That is your fact number one. Thoughts, comments? That uh, seems plausible. I've got, I've got the gist. Yeah. Then we will move along to fact number two. Mariska Hargitay's career may seem to be a dream, but many would say it's a miracle that the actress is even alive. When she was three years old, Hargitay and her brothers were asleep in the backseat of a car that was driving to New Orleans from Biloxi, Mississippi. As the car traveled along a dark stretch of road, the driver's vision was obscured by a thick white fog being emitted by a machine at the side of the road. Tragically, the car rear-ended a trailer truck, resulting in a horrific accident that killed the adults in the vehicle, but spared Mariska and her brothers. Uh, I mean, I, mean I, I, I seem to recall hearing that story before, so I, I don't need a... I, it's like, that, that, seemed, that seems plausible to me, so... Okay, if it seems yeah. plausible to you, then yeah. it seems plausible to me to move on to the next one. Uh, fact number three. S. Epatha Merkerson's path to law and order was completely accidental, as she never intended to be an actress in the first place. Merkerson's mother was actually a mail carrier in the Big Apple, and one of the addresses on her beat was an office building that just happened to be home to a casting agent. Merkerson, who had just moved back home to New York, met up with her mother and was walking with her as she finished up her rounds. And as fate would have it, the agent was outside the building and saw them. He thought Ipatha had the perfect look for a small part in an episode of a TV show he was in the process of casting and asked if she'd be interested in auditioning. The rest, as they say, is history. Hmm. That's, <clears throat> that seems... I, if, I'm, if that's true, I think I know the TV show that you're talking about. Um, I, I seem to recall that Nessie uh, Potha Merkison was... Uh, if if I'm correct, that she was Reba the male lady on um, Pee Wee's Playhouse, uh, so that is that is uh, that is either um, possible or a very good feint on on your part <laughs> by putting in the stuff about uh, the her mother being a mail carrier. So I, I find that that uh, that story plausible as well. Okay, so far. Uh... Everything to play for. <laughs> yeah. As we move on to fact number four. Sam Waterston was arrested outside of the U.S. Capitol in January of 2020, uh, marking the second time in a matter of months that the actor was read his Miranda rights while zip ties were being placed on his wrists. The actor was charged with unlawful demonstration in violation of the crowding, obstructing, or incommoding criminal code of the nation's capital. Also arrested was actress Jane Fonda, who is one of the organizers of Fire Drill Fridays, a series of gatherings designed to express the public's outrage towards our government's continued inaction on climate change. Young Sheldon's Ian Armitage, whose grandfather was once Deputy Secretary of State, was also at this January protest, but was not arrested because of his age. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, I have um, I've heard of... Um the fire drill Fridays and uh, Jane Fonda and all that. And I seem to recall uh, hearing about uh, Sam Waterston being a part of that because he's, isn't he one of the uh, like Grace and Frankie? I think he's one of her, like the ex-husbands. I don't remember whether it's whether he plays her ex-husband or whether he plays Lily Tomlin's ex-husband on that, on that show. Uh, but I seem to, I seem to re remember hearing about, him 
being a part of the uh, the Fire Drill Fridays stuff. Well, uh, Waterston is indeed uh, a cast member on Grace and Frankie. I, I have seen a few episodes, but I don't really watch it. It's one of the shows I, my wife watches that I <laughs> I, I sit there and, and oh, yeah, it's kind of funny, but I'm not really paying too much attention. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we had a story about Jerry Orbach not needing to uh, hail a taxi. We had the story about Mariska Hargitay miraculously surviving a uh, a horrendous car accident. Uh, the story about Esopatha Murkison uh, being an accidental actress due to her mother being a mail, mail carrier and Sam Waterston being arrested twice on the steps of the Capitol. Uh, I... I think that the Sam Waterston one is is, uh, is true. Um, the I, I'm willing to swallow that Esipatha Murkison is the accidental actress uh, due to her, you know, if if the, due to the Reba the male lady thing. And um, if I remember correctly, the um, and I can't remember who. Um, like I remember that. Um, Mariska Hargitay's dad's Mickey Hargitay was like a weightlifter or a bodybuilder or something. I can never remember what her mother's name is, but they're um, like on the backs of uh, semi trailers. They they have a like below the bottom of the trailer that they have a like a little bar that extends below the bottom of the bed that that's called like the um, uh, whatever her name is, bar, like the Hargitay bar or whatever like that, that's intended so that cars like will crash into that and not decapitate the people that are in the car if they, you know, if they fall asleep and go underneath the, the back of the semi or whatever. Um, so based on based on all of that, um, I'm going to go with the the lie being the story about Jerry Orbach not needing to hail a taxi anymore. Okay. Very good. That is, boy, boy, what you know of all the things in the world for you to be named have named after you, <laughs> and the reasons why. I would think uh, safety precaution bar on the back of a truck down low on the list of the things I want named after me. <laughs> right, it can only happen after you're dead. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what do we call this treatment? Sorry, we you were it, decapitated. Yeah, we call it the corpse cleanup treatment. <laughs> <laughs> named, named after Johnny Corpse. It's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry, well, let's... you were decapitated, but you've got infrastructure named after you now. So. <laughs> All right. Let us go over these then in, uh, uh, you know, the order of my choosing. Uh, you have selected fact one, Jerry Orbeck, as your fiction. We have Jerry Orbeck, Mariska Hargitay, Essie Patha Murkison, and Sam Waterston. Let's start off. Well, let's start off with Sam Waterston, because indeed, Sam Waterston uh, arrested twice for these fire drill Fridays. And uh, when I first read that he was arrested outside of the Capitol in January, I was like, wait a second, what? <laughs> and I saw, oh, 2020. Okay, much different, uh, much different uh, time to be <laughs> arrested context. at the Capitol. <laughs> it's, it's, whoa. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a reason they uh they arrested him and jane fonda and a couple other people but they they let little young sheldon go <laughs> figuring that uh since he's not of age that the uh, children get the, the free pass even <laughs> though he was standing up there yapping his head off going actually <laughs> interesting factoid <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, they uh, actually the, the, it was funny. The uh, Ian Armitage was saying like uh, the the whole speech in which the he he got to finish his speech and they didn't want to interrupt him because he's such a cute kid, I think. And they arrested everybody after his speech was done. But he was talking about how Greta Thunberg is like one of my my idols, and I hope that I like. <laughs> But yeah, I, it was interesting. I saw his grandfather was once the deputy secretary of state, uh, one of the Bush administrations. So, uh, you know, he's he's got a political slant. Who knew? Completely factual. Indeed. Sam Waterston. Uh, I hope he didn't decide to defend himself, though. Isn't it true, sir? Sir. All right. So let's move on. I think you pretty much knew. And we're fairly confident that uh, number two. Mariska Hargitay was also indeed true. Although you didn't remember the details entirely. Yeah, Mariska Hargitay uh, comes from a show business family. Like I said, uh, Mickey, the bodybuilder and somewhat actor, did some did some acting. I believe he guest starred uh, on on uh, SBU uh, himself as uh, uh, her father, I believe. I don't know who played her father, but he definitely appeared on one of the episodes. Uh, so it was nice to see the Hargitay clan reunited. Her mother was Jane Mansfield. Mansfield, that's it. Yeah. Yes. And uh, she was, uh, basically, uh, Jane Mansfield had custody and she took the kids with with her when she was doing these tours and uh, promoting her stuff. And they were going from one gig in New Orleans to a gig in Biloxi, Mississippi. And, you know, she was in the back with her boyfriend uh, and there was a driver. So it was this whole, you know, setup where she didn't have to worry about driving or anything. And there was like a, one of these town cars and uh, there was mosquito spraying going on at the side of the road. So it was this machine that just was pumping out white fog to kill all the mosquitoes. And the driver just didn't see the road for like half a second and accelerated at the wrong time and hit the back of this uh, trailer truck. And uh, that was it. That was it for Jane Mansfield, for the driver and for the boyfriend. But luckily, uh, Mariska and her two brothers were in the backseat laying down asleep and therefore they missed the brunt of it she does have a scar the scar on her face is uh yeah. from that incident and it's it's just uh just a fascinating story uh but you know it just goes to show you you, you just don't know <laughs> <sighs> she doesn't like to talk about it and she I also can't, i can't imagine i can imagine why <laughs> yeah, i'm sure she doesn't remember it to be honest but True, i mean but... i think she was three so you know yeah. but uh she also hates being she hates she hates people talking about her mother because she's like they like oh so your mother's an actress you're an actress like I am not a blonde bombshell <laughs> so stop it I'm nothing like her you know like let's right. be real I'm an actress <laughs> so indeed Mariska Hargitay fatal car crash horrific accidents that is a fact which means we are down to Jerry Orbach and we are down to S E Patham Murkerson. And let's discuss Jerry Orbach, shall we? Mm -hmm. So Jerry Orbach, you say it's the fiction. Jerry Orbach's first professional acting job was in a film called Cop Hater. Uh, he played a gang member named Mumser <laughs> opposite <laughs> Robert Loggia. Yeah. Uh, that is insane to me. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he was a cop hater and then became the most beloved cop of all time. And I don't know if it's true or not about the taxi cabs, but he did say so in this interview in 2004, <laughs> shortly before his death, that he never has to get a ride anywhere. And if it's raining, 
forget about hailing a cab just steps out his his uh apartment building with an umbrella and he knows someone's looking out for him like let's get lenny briscoe to work <laughs> yeah i i choose to believe that that's true so i you, you know what he wouldn't lie nobody no. puts baby in a corner and jerry Orbeck doesn't lie i think those, <laughs> those are the things we've learned over the years here which means that the actual fiction and the one that you did not say uh S.C. Patha Merkerson. Now you are correct that uh, she played that mail carrier on Pee Wee, but that was actually because her mother was a mail carrier. That part of the story is one hundred percent true. Her mother was a mail carrier. It was in Michigan, but her mother was a mail carrier. Uh, <laughs> she went away to become a dancer, went to school for dance, and then. Uh, she, did, she took a few acting classes, so no accident that she moved to New York. Uh, she did want to become an actress. Uh, she was auditioning for a very small bit part, and she was she was older at the time. She wasn't like a kid. This was a <laughs> number of years after she had graduated. Uh, her first TV job was on The Cosby Show. Uh, she was a member of a book club with Claire <laughs> no. Huxtable as they were. <laughs> They were discussing a book, and I'm sure Bill went in, ah, ladies, get off your drink. <laughs> and like, no! <laughs> I, I'd say, well, you know, check the episode out, but I don't think you can watch these episodes anymore. Possibly not. Yeah, I know that I know Esther uh, Mergerson and Jerry Orbach both had appeared on uh, Law & Order prior to their actually being, you know, in the roles as, as Lenny Briscoe and uh, as the Lieutenant uh, Van Buren. Like he was like a def he was like a defense attorney, uh, it like just as a bit part, and she was like a cleaning lady that was called as a uh, as a witness in a in a trial or something. So yeah, yeah, she they, was, they, she was, she was yeah. like a, a cleaning woman or something who had a, a yeah. single mother, and they they liked her a lot, and so they they said, hey, you know, uh, why don't you come back? But like audition for those part, uh, there yeah, there are some uh, Law and Order truthers that claim it's the same character. <laughs> <laughs> she went to school because there was a time in between like she was going to school in their mind like stop it stop she it. put herself through school and look she's already passed the lieutenant's exam so you know it's, it's like to me it's kind of like the you know there was there are a bunch of characters who they, they play different characters on all of the incarnations of the show and it's like oh come on right. really there's been enough crossover we know this is the same universe please don't do that but i mean i'm not going to begrudge someone getting their work there uh, another true factual story uh, in the first couple of seasons of Law and Order, when uh, Michael Moriarty was the DA, uh, he had a consistent uh, nemesis defense attorney. Uh, she was like a brusque uh, Italian woman, like, "Yeah, hey, what are you going to do? I'm going to beat you. <laughs> Played by an actress named Cheryl Giannini. And my wife and I actually rented Cheryl Giannini's farmhouse for uh new year's uh at y2k because we didn't want to be in new york city and she just happened to we didn't you know we didn't know who she was when we at the time but a friend of ours and did, like said oh yeah this is this woman she has a she has like a, a house up there and uh you might want to rent it you know if you're going to go out of town so like about 25 of us went up there <laughs> for for uh y2k but it just always struck us as funny because we then go back we'd watch the reruns you're like it's cheryl janini and she's not smart enough to be a lawyer. <laughs> Dave the dog is scared. <laughs> it's one of those random things when you live in New York. Uh, yeah. you, you, you meet you meet the folks who are on the the law and the order. Uh, 
I mean, basically, uh, they say that everybody that's a, that was an actress in New York during that 20-year period was on Law & Order at some point in time. <laughs> I've had a few friends uh, appear on, on the show, uh, you know, pop up every now and then. Uh, I, I was with an improv company in New York City, and so I never went into, like, straight acting, but some, some of my uh, castmates did. And I, I still remember, you'd never know when they were going on because no one really talks about it. <laughs> you film it, and maybe you make it, maybe you can be cut. But right. I did. I did chuckle the one time I saw uh, my friend Adrian on the show as a nine one one operator to start, to start an episode. Going, her big line, "Great mother of pearl, it's the East Side <laughs> rapist." <laughs> well, at least they weren't the corpse. Okay. No corpse, 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 corpse. I, I'm sure they would have been an exquisite corpse. <laughs> it, you know, it's not for everybody. <laughs> Well, Chris, I am sorry you did not win our game, but you won my respect. You won the admiration because you got in the hot seat in the first place. And really, the true journey is the friends we meet along the way, isn't it? Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> before I uh, allow you to leave the hot seat, uh, we're going to do this three more times so we can match your Jeopardy record. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anything you'd like to say, pimp, plug, shout out, the floor, as they say, is yours. Shout outs to OQL, the online quiz league. Everybody, everybody that's listening to this should be playing in the online quiz league. Because if you are enough of a nerd to listen to a trivia podcast, you're enough of a nerd to play in an online trivia league. Uh, so just go look up on facebook uh online quizly uh, go to quizcentral.net uh you could do it at, with a team you can play as an individual uh they have high culture they have low culture individual games um so absolutely go um play trivia the best way to, to learn trivia is to play trivia so go play trivia this is absolutely true. I highly endorse it. Uh, John Stitcher and Steve Bonneman have done a great job uh, with the league and expanding it, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, once it's it's like it's like a bowling night, except you're doing it online, so you don't have to leave the house in, in, in this COVID era. And yeah, I I will swear that it kept me sane through through 2020, or as sane as possible uh, during 2020 and 2021. So. Indeed, I, I, I uh, could not agree more. Well, thank you, Chris, so much for being here in the hot seat. For those of you who want to join our Facebook group, that is Beat My Guest the Fans Hot Seat. Find it on Facebook. And if you'd like to contribute to the cause, we ain't going to say no to that. That is patreon.com slash beatmyguest. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Another, another person in the hot seat. Another three truths, one lie. Hey, 75% true. I'm seven foot two. Did you know that? Uh, until next week. Thank you all for listening. Take care. And bye-bye. Did you beat our guest or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Facebook at Beat My Guest, the fan's hot seat. If you'd like to help contribute to the cause and help make more episodes possible, we ain't going to say no to that. Find us at patreon.com slash beatmyguest. And if you liked what you heard, spread the word. This is absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.